You are listening to Empower Me with Aerie. Welcome everyone to Empower Me with Aerie show. I am Erica Holmes. I go by Queen Aerie because there is royalty on the inside of each and every one of us. The Bible talks about it. It says that we are a royal priesthood, a chosen generation. And as my uh, pastor says, it says, once we know our identity, we therefore know our authority. Knowing your identity and authority is so imperative especially when walking in purpose, when doing what God has chosen you to do. And so again, I'm super excited you guys decided to join me today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Come in. I'd love for you guys to to share this episode. Um, If it blesses you, go ahead, share with whoever else that you believe will be blessed. Today, we're going to be talking about a special subject that I believe every single one of us need to keep in mind, including myself on a daily basis. We're going to be talking about no more shame. I believe God's going to work through this message powerfully for you and I. Stay tuned in. Get the kids together. Get everybody together so you can watch this together. But before we go a bit further, let's go ahead and, and say a quick prayer. So, Father, I thank you for the opportunity to come before your people. Thank you, Father, for choosing me as your humble vessel to release what it is that you are saying during this time, this hour, and this season. Let this message penetrate the hearts of your people. Let their minds be renewed. Let them be encouraged. Let hope be restored. Let them be reminded of what Jesus did. Let them be reminded that their sins are forgiven and they don't have to walk in shame. Father, I ask you to uh, touch everybody that's listening right now. And if they we're walking in bondage and um, and shame due to their past. I ask you, Father, to give them an extra special um, confirmation that you're with them and that you forgave them over you know two thousand years ago. So we just thank you, God, for everything that you're going to do during this episode. We give you all the power, the glory. In Jesus' majestic, mighty name, amen. So again, thank you so much for joining me. I count it an honor. Definitely don't take it lightly that you all spend this time to look at the broadcast um, with in regards to what God is sharing with me during this time. And so again, <clears throat> I believe that in order to really, really um, get what God desires for us to have and to walk in it completely, we must grasp that we are forgiven. We can no longer walk in shame, but we have to let go of our past, even if it was an hour ago, you all. We have to understand that the work that Jesus did was done and completed on the cross. Jesus did what he needed to do for you, for I. With that said, we have to be willing to remind ourselves of what John 3, 16 and 17 says. So I'll go over that right now. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. It says, for God did not send his son in the world to condemn them, to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. You guys, did you hear that? God didn't come in this world to condemn us, but he came so that we could be saved through him. And we have to really, really remind ourselves of that because Jesus came so that we could be saved through him. He wanted us free. And so you may ask yourself, well, he saved me from what? He saved us from sin, from impending um, you know, death, and he saved us 
you know, from sinning as the Bible mentions, the wages of sin is death. He came so that we can have an eternal sacrifice, forever sacrifice, a sacrifice that doesn't change, a sacrifice that you don't have to say, okay, we need another one without blemish. We need this one, okay, we need a, a the young goat. We need the young lamb. We need the young this or that. No, 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 Jesus came for once and for all so that we can be free, so that literally our sins are forgiven. First John 2, verses one through two, it says, my little children, these things I write to you. It says, so that you may not sin. And it says, if, and it, and if anyone sins, we have an advocate, the father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, and he himself is a propitiation for our sins and not it says, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. You guys, that's powerful. With that said, we must walk in that freedom that God has given us. And again, he didn't come to condemn us, but to remind us that we can be made righteous through him. We have to take this message at heart. We have to take it personal directly because God is speaking to you and I. What does righteous mean? Righteous mean right standing. And we have to understand, of course, the only way that we can stand upright is to stand upright through God. If And if we are in God, we should have a heart of gratitude and so much joy that um, because of it, because of the freedom he gives, he has given us and because our slates are wiped clean. Even if we sin again or you're constantly sinning, we have to know that once we repent, we need to repent. God is right there. Sin definitely um, can, you know, separate or distance you from God. But Jesus came so that we can be reconciled. You have to know that God never leaves us nor abandon, abandons us, but he is here to reconcile us. We must catch that revelation, you all. We can't walk around and say, my past was just ugh, so bad. Like, I cannot believe I did this. I can't believe I did that. I just keep having flashbacks of it. You know, we can't walk around and say that, you know, you're forever a filthy rag or this or that. No, that's not how God wants you to see yourself. Literally, when we pray, God sees Jesus. When we pray, he literally is hearing and seeing his son because we are saved through him. We are alive in him. That's what you have to keep keep in mind. You were worth being saved. Literally, he sees you as the righteousness of God. The Bible talks about it in Hebrews um, 12 and 2 that the joy that was set before Jesus was the reason why he endured the cross because he's seen us free. He's seen us out of bondage. You have to see yourself out of bondage by constantly tormenting yourself with your past, with what you did, with how you did it, with who you did it with. Listen, that is going to keep you in bondage. You have to be, um, uh, keep the cross, keep the cross in your mind, keep the cross, keep what Jesus did in your mind and say, I'm free and get up and let God use you. And so um, understanding how powerful forgiveness of sins is, is definitely imperative because it allows us to walk in the purpose that God has chosen us for. Death cannot hold you if there is no sin sentence. The law has been fulfilled. And so I just want to briefly, I'm going to read kind of a lot of scriptures throughout here, but it's, it's imperative, it's necessary. You guys, I also want you to write it down, but Romans 8, um, chapter 8, verses 1 through 4. And it says, it says, there is therefore no 
Now, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the uh, spirit for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. And it says, for what the law could not do and that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness. And it says, in the likeness of sinful flesh, on account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh that the, um, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Notice how Jesus, um, you know, we're talking about forgiveness. We're talking about no more shame. And, and even after reading that, notice how Jesus went through, when Jesus went throughout the cities, the countries, he were telling people that their sins were forgiven. He were telling them they were forgiven. Then something happened. Then something changed. I pray y'all get the revelation of it. But then something happened. Then something changed. Healing began to happen. Deliverance began to take place in their lives because of forgiveness of sins. It frees the person from sickness, disease, bondage, and more. I want us right now to, to read a few stories. There's a few stories that I want us to read in regards to this so that we can grab a hold of what, what um, is being talked about. Luke chapter five, verses 17 through 26. <clears throat> it says, now it happened on a certain day. As he was teaching, there it says that there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. Then behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in and lay before them. It says, and they could not find how they might bring him in because of the crowd. So they went up on the housetop and let him down in his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. It says, when he saw their faith, he said to him, man, your sins are forgiven. He says, man, your sins are forgiven you. And it says, and the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason saying, who is this who speaks blasphemies? It says, who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier to say, are your, your sins are forgiven, forgiven or to say, rise up and walk. But that you may know that the son of man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he rose up before them, took up what he had been lying on and departed to his own house, glorifying God. Oh my God. And it says they were all amazed and they all glorified God and were filled with fear saying, who have seen, saying we have seen some strange things today. And so to me, just reading that it's so powerful how Jesus told him his sins were forgiven. And then of course he said, you know, uh, to the Pharisees and them, which is easier to say your sins are forgiven or rise up and walk. And so that would have been enough, but it's so powerful how Jesus said, your, um, how when he said that, it literally opened him up to receive his healing. I really, it opened him up to receive his healing. And I want you all to begin to get that because when we re uh, realize and accept that our sins are forgiven, what Jesus really did, we can walk in the fullness of, of the freedom that he has for our lives. We literally can walk 
with freedom, you know, having a, a, good, a healthy mindset. We can walk having healthy conscience because we're like, Jesus died for me. I don't have to think about what I did 10 years ago, 20 years ago. I don't have to keep replaying those things in my mind. Jesus died for me. So I am free. And so um, it's so powerful when you said that how the man was made home. Whole. When we accept what Jesus did, we're literally made whole. We just have to accept it because we have to know and understand the benefits of having our sins forgiven. Again, sickness leaves. Again, bondage leaves. Darkness is attached to sin. But when Jesus forgives, nothing of darkness can hold you back. My goodness, my goodness, my goodness. You guys, this is a love message. This is a love message. You think about when Jesus came on a scene, what did he do? He loved, he loved, 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 loved. The ones that he was a little more um, a stern with was the ones that should have known better. The ones that are uh, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the ones that were um, teachers of the law. And so I want to read a couple different, uh, you know, stories within the Bible because I want you all to understand how powerful forgiving sins is. And so um, John 8, 1 through 12, it says, Now, early in the morning, he came again into the temple and all the people came to him and he sat down and taught them. It says, Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was called in adultery in the very act. Now, Moses in the law commanded us that such shall be stoned. But what do you say? They say, um, and it says this, they said, testing him that they might have something. It says that they may have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and he wrote on the ground with his finger as if he did not hear them. So when they continued asking, he raised himself up and he said to them, he who is without sin among you, let him throw the stone first at her. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. It says, then those who heard it began being convicted. And their conscience, it says, and by their conscience went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone with the woman standing in the midst. When Jesus raised himself up, he saw no one but the woman in him. He said, he said, no one but the woman. And he said to her, woman, where are the accusers of yours? Has anyone condemned you? She said, no, no one, Lord. And Jesus said, her, Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have light of life, but have the light of life. And so I wanted to read this, this story because I believe that when we are more love conscious over sin conscious and being so afraid, then things change. Again, love changes things. And Jesus showed us this all, you know, with all the examples in the Bible, he met those in need by love. He literally didn't go up judging them. He met them by love, which was very unusual or new to them. They were so used to being ostracized. They were so used to being pushed aside. They were so used to being ignored um, you know, treated like nothing, you know, like they were nothing, but Jesus seen value in them. He's seen them as a child of God. You know, he's seen them as one that was worth being loved. And so that's what, that's how he's seen um, this woman within the woman that was called adultery. That's how he's seen her. You know, of course she understood what she was doing was wrong. 
And she understood that she could have been killed for what she did, which was wrong. But Jesus seemed beyond that. And he told her, go sin no more. And I can guarantee you that literally shifted, um, that shifted her life and it will shift somebody else's life out there if that is your uh, similar story. And so the next story that I want to share is um, in Luke chapter seven, verses 36 to 50. And this one says that one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with them, talking about Jesus. And he went to the Pharisee's house and he sat down to eat. And behold, in the city, it says, um, behold, a woman in the city who was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at the table in the Pharisee's house, she brought an alabaster flask of fragrant oil and stood at his feet behind him weeping. And she began to wash his feet with her tears and wipe them with her with the hair on her head. And she kissed his feet and anointed them with the fragrant oil. Now, the Pharisees who were who had invited him, Jesus, to this, he spoke to him saying, he spoke to himself saying, this man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what manner of woman this is that this is that is touching him for she is a sinner. And Jesus answered him and said to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. So he said, teacher, say it. He says, there was a certain creditor who had two debtors, one owed 500 denarii and the other 50. He says, and when they had, um, and when they had nothing which to repay, he freely forgave them both. Tell me, therefore, which of them would love him more? Simon said, answered and said, I suppose the one um, he forgave more. And he said to him, you have judged rightly. <clears throat> then he turned to the woman. And he said, and he said to Simon, do you see this woman? He said, I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet, but she has washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair on her head. You gave, uh, you gave me no kiss, but this woman has not ceased to kiss my feet since the time I came in. You did not anoint my head with oil, but this woman has anointed my feet with fragrant oil. Therefore, I say to you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loves little. Then he said to her, your sins are forgiven. And those who sat at the table with him began to say them to themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? And then he said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. You guys, again, this reminds us that forgiveness frees us. Forgiveness of sins frees us. It literally changes us from the inside out. And so I had to give all those examples because we must all know that we're not, that literally we're not perfect alone, that we need God every single day. And even a person saying, well, I don't need God for this and that. If you have thoughts that, are not good thoughts, not healthy thoughts that you may be thinking about other people that don't necessarily come out of your mouth. We you need, we all need Jesus. That's an indication, God, I need you. And so we can never get to a place where we're like, hey, I'm so good. No, no, no. Every day we need him. And so, but when we acknowledge what Jesus did for us, we then can be used by God in a healthy way. We can be used by God completely. We cannot allow our past 
errors or mistakes to talk us out of how God wants to use us. You can be used by God if you were previously a prostitute. You could be used by God if you were a drug dealer. You can be used by God if you were a liar. You know, it, it just couldn't stop. If uh, You could be used by God if you were a previous abuser. God will use anyone that allows him to use them. The refusal to believe that Jesus, what Jesus did on the cross for your sins and that it wasn't good enough alone is to attempt to put him back on the cross over and over and over. Listen, what Jesus did was effective. It was effective back then, it's effective now, and it will remain effective in the future. We have to understand that Jesus does not need to go back on the cross. He already did that. He did what he needed to do. I want to talk about this other example in the Bible about using someone whose past was, yeah, definitely less than perfect. So if any of you have heard about the Apostle Paul, such a powerful example in the Bible, um, who was once Saul, then it's the same Apostle Paul that wrote, they say about two thirds of the New Testament. He used to kill the disciples of Jesus. He used to persecute them, literally. But then God got his attention and he changed his life. I want to briefly read about this because it's imperative that we grab a hold of this. It doesn't matter how icky your past was. No more shame. God is saying, I want to use you. And so uh, Acts chapter 9, verses 1 through 22 says, Then Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of Damascus so that if if he found any who were of the way, whether men or women, that he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. As he journeyed him, um, as he journeyed him near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. Then he fell to the ground, and a voice heard, in a, and heard a voice saying to him, "Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me?" And he said, "Who are you, Lord?" And the Lord said, "I am Jesus, the one who you are persecuting. Is it hard for you to kick against the goats?" So, and so he trembling. Um, and astonished said, Lord, what do you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, arise and go on the city and you will be told what you must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground. And when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by hand and brought him into Damascus. And he went three days without sight, neither ate nor drank. And it's, um, and then Ananias, this talks about Ananias baptizing Saul, the next part. It says, now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him, the Lord said in a vision, Ananias, he said, here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, arise and go to the streets called, the street called Straight. Hmm. And inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Taurus, for behold, he is praying. And in a vision, he had, um, in a vision, he had seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on and putting his hand on him so that he might receive the sight. Then Ananias said, Lord, I have heard from many about this man. See, sometimes it passes. It, it can make people afraid. But when God speaks and say, I've chosen them, you got to obey. So it says, then Ananias said, Lord, I have heard from many about this man, how much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priests to bind all who call on your name. 
But the Lord said to him, go, for he is a chosen vessel of mine. Jesus, you guys, you heard that? Go, for you are a chosen chosen vessel of the Lord. He says to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house and laying his hand on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you came, has sent me to you so that you could receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales and he received his sight at once and he arose and was baptized. So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. Saul, and then the next part talks about Saul preaching Christ. Immediately, this is so powerful. When God changes your life, something should immediately happen within our behaviors and actions. It says, immediately he preached the Christ in the synagogues, that he is the son of God. Then all who heard him was amazed and said, is this not the one? who destroyed those who called on the name, his name in Jerusalem and has come here for that purpose so that he might bring them bound back to the chief priests. So Saul increased all more in strength and um, confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus. It says proving that this Jesus is the Christ. That's so powerful, you guys. That whole story is powerful. And I believe that we needed to hear all of that. So Paul, who was Saul then, could not allow shame to stop him from preaching the gospel. Even though his past was less than perfect, he followed the plan of God even unto his death, you guys. Saul's past um, was, you know, it was, you know, it was bad, <laughs> just to say the least. And he had people afraid of him, but he was so on fire after God had gave him back his sight, after that visit visitation from God, that he was not going to allow anything to stop him from telling them how real God was. We have to be in that place that as we have accepted Jesus is our Lord and personal savior. We have to understand and take that seriously and say, God, I know this is not a game. I know what you did was real. I know that you chose me. You've forgiven me of my sins. I cannot walk around bound by my past. I have to live free to allow you to use me. We need to have that same momentum. We need to have that same drive, that same fire that Saul back then, which turned to Apostle Paul, that he had because Jesus showed him how real he was in his life. And and so it's it's so imperative that we catch this to walk into the wholeness and to know literally um, that we have we have what it takes to do what God has called us for, to carry out purpose, to carry out a cause, to carry out our assignments, whatever it is that he's called us to do, we can do with him. God is not looking for perfect people. He has proved that all throughout the Bible. He's not looking for perfect people, but willing people, ones that will believe. He is our salvation, our saving force. Remember, the work that Jesus did on the cross was effective and will always be effective. There is no expiration date on what Jesus did. There is no expiration date on the forgiveness of sins that Jesus carried so that we can have eternal life. But there is power in the cross. There is power in the blood of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. You can be free. You can be healed. You can be set, uh, you can be delivered. You can be made whole. There, this is a time to embrace the truth because Jesus has set you free. It talks about that in John 8, 36. It says, therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. I pray that this message bless you powerfully. This message was for those who have already accepted Jesus and may be living in shame 
and saying, I don't know if I can move forward. And this message is for those who may not even know, you know, uh, have a personal relationship with Jesus or know him, you know, on a personal level. I, this is for you. You're not looking at looking at this by accident. You are in the right place at the right time around this message, listening and tuned in on HSBN Network for a reason. God strategically planted you here because it is time for you to go forth. It is time for God to use you like never before. If you want to accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, say this. God in heaven, I thank you for loving me so much that you sent your only begotten son to die for me. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart and make me new. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord and I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. I accept you, Jesus, as my Lord and personal savior. God, I'm ready to live for you. I also ask that you give me your Holy Spirit so that I can continually be led into all truth. Thank you, Father, for forgiving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Keep supporting HSBN and remember to renew your mind. It is the gold mine. Love you all. The preceding program was brought to you by the Holy Spirit Broadcasting Network, HSBN Television. Empower me with Aerie.